At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen, with another great show. For some reason, Marley is not feeling so great today, so we have the room set up a little bit different. But we're still here, we're still going to rock and roll, and we're still going to have a good time, even though Marley's not feeling that great right now. Hopefully he feels better throughout the show, and we can get him in here and get him on the show. But right now he's down on the floor, which I've never seen him before on the floor. So we'll see what happens. But welcome, everybody. Welcome. Today is Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. We always talk about a Promar product, and we'll be talking about one of those here shortly. But we're going to talk about fishing for fish, all kinds of fish. We're going to talk about how important it is, like we talked about yesterday. So first of all, I want to invite, thank everyone for joining us, everybody on Megaphone and Apple and Spotify and App and uh, <clears throat> Facebook and YouTube and all the other channels that are joining us. And don't forget Friday's big day. We got Tito Ortiz, MMA legend. Joining us on the show, he is super passionate about fishing, and he's super passionate about giving giving back, giving back to the war heroes, giving back to the police officers, giving back to the firefighters. He's got a lot on his plate. He does a lot for his community, and we're going to have a great time talking to Mr. Ortiz. He's excited, and I'm excited to have him on the show, and he loves to fish, and so do I, so... We're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff on Friday, so make sure you set your clock for Friday. You don't want to miss Friday's show. It's going to be pretty fun, pretty good podcast with Mr. Tito Ortiz. And then, uh, gang, today we're talking about fishing for fish and how important it is and that every single thing matters. And We're going to emphasize this a lot today. We're going to talk about rockfish, halibut, calico bass, yellowtail, Bluefin tuna. We're going to touch on everything today. So make sure you stay tuned into the show because we might cover something that you're actually interested in. And uh, watching me is like watching a NASCAR race. You're always, you never know what might happen. So make sure you tune in, share this with everybody. Hit the like button, subscribe to my channel over on YouTube. Gang, I have, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm, you guys know I'm an old man. I didn't know how important that like button was and that subscribe button. And you hear it all the time when you watch all the other channels and all the other people. The thing about it is it's like very, very important. So I get, I'm get i getting told that I need to mention that more often. So make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button and follow us on all the channels that we're on. Apple and Megaphone and Spotify and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. We're everywhere, so we're hard not to see. And then uh, we cover on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, we cover pretty much every kind of fishing that possibly can do from catching a mackerel to catching a 300-pound bluefin, how to fly the kite, how to fish for halibut, all the different things. 
So there is nobody, and it's not or something I heard this weekend. Oh, your website's only for beginners. Not really. We have quite a few sport boat captains on the website. I see them all the time. They think I don't know they're there. We have over 4,000 members on the website. We have over 350,000 followers across social media. So there's a lot of guys in the industry that are watching all the time. So don't think that, oh, Dave's website's only for the beginners. Dave's website's for everybody. We have over 1,000 spots that are super important. You can go down to the store tomorrow morning or down to West Marine or down to one of your local tackle stores and you can buy a laminated uh, chart with all the GPS numbers on it. You can go get a Navionics chart. You can go and get GPS numbers from a plethora of different places. But the one thing that I can tell you that none of them do is they don't tell you how to fish these GPS numbers. You can get these GPS numbers and a bunch of GPS numbers are basically worthless if you don't know what to do when you get there. Over at our website, not only do we give you GPS numbers, but we teach you how to fish them. On all my videos, we break it down to, <clears throat> let's just go to San Clemente Island just because it's easy and we'll talk about it. Let's just say you're at White Rock at San Clemente Island. I tell you that you need to anchor up in 90 feet of water. Why 90 feet of water? Why not 40 feet or why not 120 feet? 90 feet of water is where the bull kelp grows. That seems to be where that yellowtail likes to hang out. They like to lay their eggs on that bull kelp. They like to come there and spawn and lay their eggs on the bull kelp. If you, you'll probably catch a fish or hook a fish or two in 40 feet of water, but you're going to get rocked. If you fish outside of 90 feet of water, that bull kelp's not growing out there. <clears throat> so you got a good chance of not getting that yellowtail to show up there. So we talk about fishing in 90 feet of water. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a little tickle in my throat. 90 feet of water and you need a downhill current. Now, if you went and bought the GPS numbers at, the, at West Marine, and you took that chart and put it on your boat and started plugging in the numbers. It's not going to tell you any of that. doesn't tell you what depth it's in. doesn't tell you what the current conditions are. doesn't tell you why you want to anchor up in 90 feet of water, not 40 or not 120. All this stuff matters. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how much every single thing that you do from this point forward, every single thing you tie on your line, Every time you throw your anchor over the side, every time you go offshore, you got to think, I'm going to go off. If let's just, we remember we had Jimmy Kingsmill on here a couple of weeks ago talking about the gyro stabilizing binoculars. And if you're not staring in a pair of binoculars all day when you're out there fishing, all you're doing is fishing for boats. And he's been doing it for a living for at a very high level for a very long time. And he said exactly what I always say. If you're not fully committed to going offshore and fishing for fish, then you're going to spend the whole time you're offshore fishing for boats. If you don't have a good pair of binoculars or if you don't have a guy sitting up on your top of your boat in a beanbag chair or up, somebody up in the tower looking the whole time, there's a pretty good chance you're going to spend the day going from groups of boats to groups of boats to groups of boats because you can't find the fish. You're not actually fishing for fish. You're actually fishing for boats. 
So that's why I keep telling you that every single thing matters. So when you decide that you want to go offshore, let's just say this weekend, there's yellowtail under the kelp paddies. Guys are doing pretty good catching yellows under the kelp paddies, the sport boats and the private boater. And then there's bluefin also, mostly a night bite, but there are daytime bluefin that are actually biting. <clears throat> if you're not going to spend the day searching and looking and paying attention, if you're going to go out there on your boat and drive around with your buddies and just talk and spend the day talking and chatting and feed up on the dash and letting the autopilot drive and you're not looking, then there's a pretty good chance you're not going to catch anything. It's all about everything. Like I was talking to one of our members earlier today. Everything matters. He was asking me about fishing for uh, getting out there with the children and catching some mackerel. And it just, the same thing applies to that. Every single thing that you do is fun. You go to a lake, you go to a stream, you go to a harbor, and you're going to go fish the pilings, and you're going to go fish for spotted bay bass. Every single thing you do and every single thing you tie onto your line absolutely matters. So that's why I thought today would be a great day just to talk about fishing for fish, period. Any kind of fish, not just focused on halibut or white sea bass or anything. And this will pertain to every single thing that you do from this point forward when you think about it. Do I have the proper gear to anchor? Am I going to know how to anchor on the spot when I get to the spot? Why is it important to anchor on the spot when I'm fishing the coastline? And why is it important to know the spot and know the conditions and know exactly where to put the anchor hole? Because, gang, the ocean is a giant desert. Yep, it's a giant desert with little oasis on, in the desert, and we call those the spots. Now, when you're offshore, same thing. A kelp paddy, that's an oasis in the middle of the desert. The high spot, the 209, the 181, the 427, the 425, the 209, 289, 181, all those spots are actually structure. Do you know why it's called the 209? because it's 209 fathoms deep there. All around the 209, it's 3,000 feet deep. All of a sudden, there's a little high spot that comes up to 209 fathoms. So that's about, oh, what is that? 12, 1,400 feet deep there. That's a big difference between 3,000 and 14. That's, a, that's actually structure in the water. So what, why are the tuna gonna be lo located around that or the yellowtail? Because there's going to be forage food there. There's going to be some type of bait food there. So that's why knowing the banks and knowing how to fish the banks. And where can you get information on knowing how to fish the banks? That's a big one. That is a huge question I get all the time is, well, how do I fish the bank? Guess where you can get all that information? Over at your saltwater guide. And I, and I know I sound like a broken record. Oh, he's promoting his website again. Gang, all I'm trying to do is help you to catch fish. My website costs $9.99 a month to get some of the best information you could possibly get to go fishing on your boat. Think about that. That's more, or excuse me, a cup of Starbucks coffee costs more than a one-month membership to my website that's going to help you to do much better when you go out on your private boat. Or two gallons of gas or two gallons of diesel. That's a month's 
<clears throat> that's a one month membership. Can you, I don't understand why it's, why people always oh, promoting his website again. Gang, I'm trying to help you to catch fish. Grab that QR code right there and go check out the website. When you get over there and then you're like, oh my God, he wants my credit card. Call me, 949-374-0786. I don't want your credit card. I want you to go in there and look at it for 14 days for free and check it out and validate all the things I tell you on a daily basis. If, if they're not on that website, if they're not there, then I will give you every penny that you spent back. Oh yeah, wait a minute. It's free to go look for 14. <laughs> so I'm not really out. I'm just trying to help you to understand that what we're going to talk about today, all those things are available at my website. Okay. How to fish the banks, proper way to know how to fish the banks. That's a huge thing. The 209, the 181, the 267. For most of us as captains, that is a starting point. That's an area that we're going to go to. And we're going to get into that area of the 289 or the 181 or the 209. Now we're going to start our hunt. We're going to start to work that bank. We're going to start to break it off into squares. And we're going to start to look around and we're going to box the area looking for kelp patties, looking for bait on our photometer or on our sonar, looking for anything that isn't water could have a potential to be holding fish when you're offshore. People ask me all the time, Dave, when I get offshore, what am I looking for? Anything that's not water. What do you mean? There's a big pile of trash floating out there. That could, that's structure. That could have fish on it. My good buddy Chris Goble and I, one day we were fishing on his skiff, and uh, we found a jacket floating on the water. Just a jacket. Just a normal old jacket was floating on the water. When we picked it up, the bait that was under it took off, and we went wide open yellowfin tuna. That's what I'm talking about. Every single thing matters. How many times have you passed by a, something floating on the water and you didn't even look at it? You didn't even go over there and take a look at it. That you have to look at everything. Every single thing matters. So now you're out there on the 289 or the 181 or the 209 or whatever. Now you're starting to work that area and box it and you're looking around. Now you're not seeing any kelp patties and you're not seeing any fish up on the surface, but you are marking bait. You may be marking the bait down 200 to 400 feet under the, under the surface of the water. Now this is when the tide comes into effect. What do you mean, Dave? Well, over on my website, your saltwater guide, once again, we'll go back there on my website, hit the QR code and grab that on the website gang. We talk about how important tide is. Tide is a super important thing on the offshore scene because when the tide goes slack, when the tide goes slack, all the bait fish come to the surface to feed. Now, bluefin tuna, four or 500 pound bluefin, they don't know they're four or 500 pounds. Big white sea bass, all those fish, you give them way too much credit. They all believe that they're still little fish. They don't know. They're stupid. They're fish. They're, they're dumber than the smartest mouse. So when the tide goes slack, the big blue fin, the marlin, the wahoo, the yellowtail, the white sea, everything comes to the surface to feed because they still think they're little bait fish. They still think they're fried. A 400-pound blue fin started out, you couldn't even see him. He started out the size of a match head. 
So now when you're out there on the bank and you've located all the bait, but it's not the tide yet, you want to stay in that zone where you marked all the bait. Keep looking around, maybe drag your Mad Max or fly your kite or something. Stay in the zone where you found all the food. Because remember what we talked about yesterday about the halibut. All the fish in the ocean, all the fish are going to be hanging out around the bait. Wherever the bait fish is, especially offshore, because like I told you a little while ago, the ocean is like a giant desert with little oasis of spots in it. When these little oasis of spots out there have food on them, you don't want to leave the food to go look for food or go look for fish. F food is fish. Food is small bait fish. You start to mark a lot of bait fish, but it's not up on the surface. There's a good chance that when the tide goes slack, that bait will float and then all the big fish will come eat it. We see it a lot down here in Cabo San Lucas during the tournaments. Tournament time, when the tide goes slack, all of a sudden the radio gets super busy because everybody's calling in a hookup, a hookup, a hookup. You can kind of, you can pretty much set your watch to when the tide goes slack, you're going to get a lot of activity on the radio because the marlin come up to the surface to feed, the wahoo, the dorado, everything comes to the surface to feed. So the same thing's going to happen when you're on your private boat if you start to understand how the banks work. You can get all that information over on my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Also, gang, now that we have a few more people on here, do not forget, Promar is having a phenomenal contest. You go to this QR code and you just go visit their website. You're going to buy their product anyway. You buy it every day. You don't even know that you're buying Promar product. But when you go to the website through that QR code, that's going to bring you in, open up the store, go in there. Then simply by visiting the store, that's going to enter you into the contest. You don't have to buy anything. I just want you to go look at the store and see everything that Promar has to offer you. And then you're going to go... Oh, they make the sabikis. I didn't know that. Huh. I'm here now. I get a 10% discount because Dave said if I enter through the QR code, I get a 10% discount because of your saltwater guide. I need sabikis on my boat anyway. Oh, while you're there, I need a sabiki rod. Oh, and don't forget, you got to have a landing net because that's the law. The law says you must have a landing net on your boat. When you signed your fishing license, you told them I have a landing net. All these things are available at Promar Ahi USA just by entering that. Take your phone up just like this. Hit the QR code right there. And then, boom, you're going. You can just click on it while you're listening to me. Go straight into the website or, excuse me, straight into their store. And you can just look around for a few minutes. Just by entering the store, though, you get entered into the contest. And they're giving away a bag of swag, a great bag of swag with a hat, a shirt, and some live deception flash lures. and all kinds of stuff that they have there. And those rock cod squirts that we talk about all the time. We're always talking about those rock cod squirts on our website, on our show. All the time we're talking about the rock cod squirts. Well, that's where you get them at. Over at, uh, over at <clears throat> Promar Ahi USA. All right. So back to what we were talking about. So we're fishing the banks. All right. And we figured out that the bait's right there. And we figured out that, hey, in an hour from now, the tide's going to go slack. So we want to be somewhere in that zone where that bait was in the next hour. We might venture out a couple miles looking for kelps or looking for breezing and breaking fish. But we're going to work our way back into the zone where that bait was. 
because we want to be there when when the whole when the whole thing starts to happen and the all the fish come to the surface to feed we would like to be there then we'd like to be there to film some video but we'd also like to be there to catch some fish because that's kind of why we went fishing we wanted to catch fish so we're out there looking around on the banks trying to find out where the fish is on the bank and that's going to dictate by the food and then also on the banks there's little canyons on the banks and there's there's shallow spots on the banks and there's high or uh, low spots on the banks all those different things matter because they all have potential to be holding food bait small bait fish could be small could be a giant school of small baby bluefin but you know what the big bluefin are going to eat them so are the baby yellowtail so everything matters as you start to go offshore and look around but also you got to pay attention. You've got to look and you got to stop looking for boats. When you're out there offshore, you're looking for fish. You're not looking for boats. So make sure that you spend that time on water looking for anything that's not water. All right. So we kind of covered what's going on offshore. So now we're going to go back into the beach. We're going to go back into Catalina for fun, just because I want you to be better at fishing Catalina. This is going to work at Coronados or the Channel Islands or Whatever islands you're going to fish at, it's going to be a lot about conditions, conditions and then knowing spots. And the best thing to do is have more than one spot. If you only your buddies, friends, sisters, cousin gave you some numbers at the bakery this morning when you were getting your donuts and you're going to use their information to set up your game plan for the day, you may be very, very disappointed if you don't have 15 or 20 spots in your repertoire when you go to the island because that one spot where your sister's aunt's cousin's uh, plumber caught a fish that one day the conditions aren't going to be that way the next time you go the conditions are going to dictate whether you're going to catch a fish at the spot or not Captain Dave what are conditions well I'll talk about it again I'll talk about it again, and I'll talk about it again, and I'll talk about it again. Conditions are everything. Water color, water temperature, current, your boat, the amount of bait you hold, your fishing tackle. You are a condition. If you have zero ability to learn and zero ability to listen to anyone else, then that's a condition. And if you've got that condition, there's a pretty good chance you suck at fishing every time you go. I learn every single time, every day, every single time. We just made a great video two days ago using the downrigger to catch the roosters because we were marking them in 13. We were fishing in 13 feet of water, but they were all marking down. So we deployed the downrigger and lo and behold, Shayla got herself a 25 pound rooster. I normally fish roosters on the surface, but I was learning and I was evolving and I was not sticking to the same thing that worked last time. Because whatever worked last time, there's a pretty dang good chance it isn't going to work this time. So you better have a you better have a bunch of tools in your bag to be able to roll with the changes, just like when you get to Catalina. For example. Let's just say Dave Burris's sister's brother's cousin gave you some numbers to go fish orange rocks because when he was there last year on his birthday, he caught a yellowtail at orange rocks. So he's like, you got to go to orange rocks. That's the place. You got to go to orange rocks. You got those numbers. You don't have any other numbers. You, 
Barely even know how to get to Catalina, but you have the numbers for Orange Rock. You get over there. Conditions are perfect, but there's 14 boats there. You're not going to find a parking spot. You're going to get to watch the other boats catch. But if you would have taken your time and gone somewhere and got some more numbers and maybe had some numbers for the Palisades and some numbers for Binnacle Rock, and some numbers for uh, the slide kelp and some numbers for uh, the V's, then you would have been able to roll with the changes because you're like, wow, the conditions are perfect at Orange Rocks, but Binnacle Rocks just a little bit below it. I have the numbers for that spot. So I go over there and I look and the current's going downhill and the water's kind of a greenish blue, clean color. So we're going to slide in there and we're going to actually participate in the act of catching fish over there. But if you don't have a plethora of spots, then you need to get them. You need to get on somebody's website. Go find somebody that's giving you all the GPS numbers and teaching you how to fish them and teaching you what the conditions look like and answering their phone when you call them, the owner of the website. Because nowadays it's all about service, right? So if the guy that you're signing up for their website, he's not talking to you and he's not giving you inside information and trying to help you every time you go out on your boat i would ask myself why am i hooked up with these people why am i on on there why am i not on a website that actually helps me and takes care of me you can do whatever you want it is your money i understand that i am just trying to help you to get closer to your goal of catching fish every time you go out on your boat and that is going to come down to understanding how every single thing matters. Everything matters. And yes, you must take some notes. You must pay attention to what's going on. Good, bad, or indifferent. You sh everything matters, right? So if you got over there to Orange Rocks, no boats were there, and you anchored up, and there was no current, and you didn't catch anything, it's a good idea to write that down and say, hey, we were at Orange Rocks. Everything looked good, except there was no current. Water temperature was 62 to 65. That looked perfect. Water clarity was pretty good. That looked perfect. But there was no current. We sat there for 20 minutes, never even caught a calico bass. Like Dave always says, if you don't get a bite in 15 minutes, it's time to pull the anchor and go. I don't care if you're fishing. I only want white sea bass. Well, you're going to still catch calicos and your blue perch are going to bite you. Barracuda and all the other stuff that lives at the island is going to be nibbling on your baits while you're fishing for sea bass and all that stuff matters. But if you get there and you didn't get a bite, mark down on your notes, hey, they didn't bite it where there was no current. But you could go a half a mile up the island. You could go a half a mile up the island to the V's and there could be smoking downhill current a half a mile away. It doesn't make any sense, but it does. It does happen more than you would like to admit, more than I would like to admit. That's why when you're on a sport boat and you go out on the sport boat and the captain drives up to a spot and he does a couple circles and then he says, hey, no, we're, we're going to keep looking, gang. We're not, things don't look right here. And I, when I ran sport boats, I heard you all say this too. And I have a video about this. When I hear you guys down on the deck rumbling, oh my gosh, I wish you would just stop. We just want to fish. No, you don't. Don't lie to yourself and don't lie to the people around you. You actually got on that boat and paid your money to go fishing because you wanted to catch fish. We are not going to stop at a spot where we know we have zero 
chance of catching a fish. The current, there's no current. There's no, uh, the water's cold, the water's dirty. Those things matter. So that's why when you go in there and you start to break apart the backside of Catalina, you really have to know about what conditions are and what are the optimum conditions. Number one thing is going to be current. If there's no current, there's a really good chance you're not going to get a bite. I don't care if you were there yesterday and they were eating the paint off the bottom of the boat and you couldn't do anything wrong. Every time you dropped your line in the water, you got a bite. You, you probably didn't catch them all, but you got a bite every time. That's a great day. You go right back to that exact same. And this happens more than you, more than you can even comprehend. We are all excited. We have a boatload of people. We had 30, 40 of our favorite people on our boat. We go right back to that spot where we caught them yesterday and there's no current or the current's going the opposite way. No fish. That's, that's crazy. I know it doesn't make sense because you're like, wow, there was so many fish there yesterday. Well, there are still, those fish are still there, but they just don't like the conditions. They like it when it's downhill at Orange Rocks. That's their, they like a downhill current. They like that tide to go slack when you're fishing sea bass there. Downhill current and slack tide, you're in heaven. Tide is not current, and current is not tide. I'm, I'm, I, oh, that's not what my friend's sister said. Well, I'm sorry. I am sorry that your friend's sister doesn't know what she's talking about. Gang, I'm telling you from 48 years of fishing every single day, that current is not tied and tied is not current and they do matter and they matter tremendously. It's so funny. I was talking to my good buddy, Brett McBride last night. We were talking about all the people on the Instagram, Facebook, TikTok post when they tell Captain Dave he doesn't know how to fillet a fish or he doesn't know how to tie up a boat. He's all, how do you handle that? Because I've been doing this for so long. I really don't. I think it's quite comical when people tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. It's the only thing I know is how to fish and how to make babies. I got a couple of really good kids. I got a beautiful wife and I caught a lot of fish over my lifetime. So when people make those silly comments, it doesn't bother me. I'm super confident that I know what the hell I'm talking about. So that's why a lot of People with the knowledge I have can't handle the comments. That's why they can't do this because the comments will make their head explode. They take it personal. I don't take it personal because I know they just don't know. I know they're sitting in their mom's closet in their underwear and they've never been out on the ocean before. So I don't really care. And they can leave all those silly comments all they want. But if you want to see something absolutely unbelievable, go back over to my website yoursaltwaterguide.com or call me. Grab the QR code, download the, the app onto your phone and then call me at 949-374-0786. I'll give you a free look for 14 days and I want you to check out my community. My community is men, is men and women just like yourselves going out and catching fish, following our plan, you executing what I try to teach on a daily basis of how to do things and you'll see how much success all of the members are having. That's what drives me. That's 
what keeps me involved. That's what keeps me motivated to keep doing this, doing these shows. We've been doing this live show, except for when we travel or when we have to be somewhere. We basically have been doing this live show now for three years, Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I'm very blessed that I have the lifestyle where I can be here to talk to you on a daily basis and I can answer the phone when you call. That's why those other silly people that make those lame comments, they don't really matter to me. I don't really care because they have zero effect on my confidence level. I know what I'm doing is right. And another thing that makes my day is when I go through and I look at all the members and I own the website, just so you know. I own the website. It's all mine. Kelly and I have full rights to the whole website. No one else. We share nothing with anybody. It's all us. Kelly and I, we both answer the phone. We both send you the text messages and the emails. They all come from either Kelly or I. No one else is involved in this thing. We have a phenomenal producer, Elliot, who's the man behind the scene that makes it all happen. But I'm telling you, when you go on there, you're getting real information from a real live human being that does this thing called taking people fishing for a living for the last 48 years. So the what I'm telling you and what I'm trying to explain to you is why do you want to know what someone who doesn't do this for a living knows? Because I guarantee you, I don't want any financial advice from anybody but Elon Musk. That's the only person I listen to about financial advice. My father taught me when I was a little boy, don't take financial advice from someone who doesn't own a jet. And so I listened and I was like, okay. And then he told me, and don't take fishing advice from someone who doesn't fish for a living every single day. If they don't fish for a living every single day, you really don't want to know what they know about fishing. You don't. You, you don't want to know what they know. I'm sorry. If you, if you think you're really, really good because you went out three weeks ago and caught a fish and now you want to teach, that's good. Have fun. I don't want to know what you know. All right? So we're back at Catalina and we're trying to take apart the backside of the island. We're trying to dissect it and we're trying to put the puzzle pieces together. So we're looking for conditions. So we're driving up and down the backside of the island, whatever we started at. If we're up on the west end, we're going to start at West Cove. We're going to swing in there. We're going to look, and we're going to see what the conditions look like, the water clarity, the way the kelp stringers are laying, the way it looks on the pedometer. And we're going to go, okay, this looks pretty tasty in here. This looks really good. We might just swing in here and drop the anchor for a couple hours and see what's going on. Or we might have some inside information that whale rocks the place we want to be. We want to be down that part of the island when the tide's getting ready to go slack an hour before and an hour after slack and be there. But you want to be in the zone that you're thinking about fishing at least an hour before the tide goes slack. Because remember what we talked about 45 minutes or 40 minutes ago or whatever is all the fish in the ocean seem to want to come to the surface when the tide goes slack. That's why that sea bass does that, because that sea bass started out just like the bluefin, the size of a match head. And now it's 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, but it's still just a, it's still just a fish. And it knows that when the tide goes slack, it's time to get to the surface because of the zooplankton and the photoplankton is going to be floating up there. And then the little fish are going to be up there eating the plankton. And then the bigger fish are going to da, 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 da. It's just a change. And it all matters. So when you're at Catalina, and you have 
like we were talking before, don't go over there with one spot. Go over there with a handful, 10, 12, 15, or go to my website and just go and, and sign up for the uh, hotspots videos and then you'll have thousands of spots and you'll never have to figure it out again and you won't get to Catalina and go, oh, we're gonna have to fish over there where the 82 boats are. <laughs> well, I'm not going. I, I don't want to go. I didn't come here to fish with 82 boats. I'd rather go fail and try some of the spot, other spots that I know, some of the beaches, some of the other things. If I come around the corner and 82 boats are all hooked up, when I come around the corner, which has never happened, but if it did happen, then I would get in there and fish with 82 boats. It's never happened in my lifetime, but if it did, I would get in there and fish with them. But I'm going to make sure that I have, <clears throat> just like when I put together the game plans for you on Thursdays, I try to give you an, three or four or five different areas where you can actually go. And if there's proper conditions, you can catch fish. A lot of people, though, go over there and they think they have to hit all five of those spots and they don't give one of them enough time to actually catch anything. And they're like, well, I tried all five of your spots and nothing happened. And we were back at the dock at 2.30. I'm like, you went to Catalina and you fished all five of those spots and you were back at 2.30. Well, you couldn't have fished any of them proper. You don't know. You didn't know. You went to uh, West Cove. There was no current. So you went down to uh, you went down to Ironbound Cove and there was no current. You went around the corner. You went right by Whale Rock where the current was smoldering down and you went into Lobster Bay and there was no current. Then you went back up went right by Whale Rock again where the current was smoldering and went back up to West Cove because you just thought maybe that the current started there and then you went home. You never gave any of that enough. You didn't look. You didn't pay attention. When you're driving up and down the island, you got to pay attention to what's going on over there. The current, the, the water, the water temperature, the water clarity, the water color. You hear all this all the time when you're on a sport boat from the captain. He's talking to you on the PA and he's talking to you about these conditions and he's telling you, well, water just doesn't quite look right here. You can do all that on your own private boat. You can start to break down the island like a puzzle and start to understand, start to put the pieces together and understand why this happened today and why this didn't happen today. And that'll start to help you put the pieces of the puzzle together and start to understand and learn more about it. Because gang, when once you learn how the puzzle fits into the pieces, this whole thing is going to get so much easier for you. So much more fun for you. Start to take the stress out of it for you. But the one thing I can't emphasize enough, and we talk about it on Let's Talk Hookup on Sundays when I'm on the show, I think I bring it up every single time in the 90 seconds I'm on there. No matter what I'm talking about on these podcasts and on my website and pretty much when I'm doing my uh, live seminars on stage in front of you, I emphasize this so much because this is the number one mistake everybody makes. Fishing for boats. It's just the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my life. And people come on your boat and they take you out of your plan because they want to go see what all those boats are doing over there. And you try to be cool and you try not to you try not to piss them off when you talk to your friends. But you, you're just going to have to use the Davisms. You're just going to have to start using the Davisms. I didn't know you wanted to fish for boats today. 
We could have stayed in the harbor. We didn't have to come all the way out here. We didn't have to burn all this fuel. We didn't have to, we didn't have to get all that bait. I didn't have to look in those binoculars. We didn't have to do all these things because if I would have known you wanted to fish for boats today, we would have stayed in the harbor. There's a million boats in the harbor, but that will take you out of your plan more, faster than anything, especially if you got two or three buddies all banging it on your head saying, hey, there's four boats over there. They look like they're stopped. Offshore, I see this all the time. So many times it's just sad. Hey, Hey, Steve, I think that boat over there stopped. When they come up and tell me that, I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't know what that means, but what, what, what do you want me to do? I know the guy driving it. You want me to call him up? See if he's got a, if we can slide you in there, got an extra spot over there. I'd be more than happy to get you off my boat so I don't have to listen to this crap anymore. I don't want to. I didn't come out here to fish for boats and you shouldn't either. And I don't care if you're fishing Catalina, you're fishing the coast or you're fishing offshore bluefin yellowtail. Justin, perfect example. A couple days ago, he was out there on a guide trip. He had to, he had to break it down and explain to the gentleman that he was with that we're not here to fish for boats. Every time he let the guy hold the steering wheel on his boat, he drove right over to where the boats were. It was just like a magnet. It just kept turning. Justin's all, where are you going? Oh, uh, and Justin's all, I know where you're going. You're going over there because there's seven boats over there. There's seven boats over there because one boat stopped and he's catching fish and the other six boats didn't have a plan today. They don't own a pair of binoculars. They're not out here fishing for fish. They're out here driving around looking for boats. That's why everything flipping matters. Now let's talk about tying stuff onto your line. As far as your hooks go for fishing with bait, how many of you guys have um, chrome hooks or nickel-plated hooks? How many? How many have how many have nickel-plated hooks or chrome hooks? A lot of you. Why? Those don't work. All the fish in the ocean are swimming around and not one of them has a chrome plated hook hanging or a piece of chrome hanging off their face. Now, our children have chrome crap hanging off their nose and their lips and their tongue and all that stuff, but I'm not using my children for bait. I'm trying to camouflage the bait so they can't see the hook. Black or bronze colored hooks. First of all, if you care about the environment, you'd be using those hooks because they dissolve and they fall apart and they go away forever. If you have nickel plated or chrome plated hooks and you're out on a boat with some friends and what I would do is give them the chrome plated hooks. That way you'll outfish them every single time. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to help. The chrome nickel plated hooks, you know what they catch? They catch people. They catch them wide open all day, every day. Now we're not talking about fishing with lures and we're not talking about fishing with uh, um, uh, trolling jigs or Mad Maxes or the flying fish or any of that stuff. We're talking about fishing live bait with a bronze or a black colored hook. Why? 
Because the moment the hook touches the water, it's invisible. Yep. And that's the whole key here. Yeah, we're not using punk rock sardines. Yeah, that's for damn sure. I'm sorry I didn't look at all your comments, gang, but Kelly told me it's super rude when I read the comments when I'm on here. So I'm not trying not to read all your comments. So I apologize. And thank you, Elliot, because I see Elliot's helping me out by answering some of the comments. I don't want to spend the time staring at the comments. That's why I don't even hardly ever turn them on because I end up staring at the comments and I have something I want to say. So back to what we were just talking about. Those chrome plated hooks reflect the light. So if you hook it on your sardine or your anchovy or your squid, you throw it out in the water and that squid's swimming and the light is hitting that hook, those smarter fish are going to go, whoa, I'm not eating that. That don't look natural. But if it's a bronze hook or a black hook, that thing hits the water, it's invisible, the fish doesn't see it. That's the whole key to this thing is you're trying to get a bite. You can't catch a fish if you can't get a bite, okay? So no more chrome-plated hooks, no more nickel-plated hooks. And then back to what I was saying about the environment, nickel-plated hooks last forever. You can throw a handful of nickel-plated hooks over the side of your dock and then dive there next year and go down to the bottom and you'll they'll still be setting there. Throw a bronze or a black hook into a cup of water. Take a cup of salt water, scoop it out of the bay, put a bronze or a black hook in it, set it on your boat before you leave. And then when you come back next week, there's a pretty good chance it won't be there or it may look like a hook until you stir up the water and then it's just, it's powder, it's gone. It just disintegrates. That's one really good thing about them besides the fact that they get bit better than a chrome or a nickel plated hook. But they're good for the environment, especially let's say you catch a fish and you the, the hook's too deep inside of them, you can cut it, let it be inside of them, and in a week it'll be gone. If it's a nickel-plated hook or a chrome-plated hook, that hook's in that fish forever and ever and ever. If you've ever seen any of the videos on YouTube of people trying to save the shark or save the, the fish with the big grouper with the hook in it, you look at every one of those. They are nickel-plated hooks because they last forever. <clears throat> they last forever. So it's super important to use a bronze or a black hook. Think about it. Anything that's not bronze or black, it's going to reflect the light. Bronze and black do not reflect the light. They're invisible. So if it's a yellow hook, a red hook, a pink hook, an orange hook, red hooks catch fishermen like nobody's business. They catch fishermen all day, every day. Sometimes it's wide open on the red hooks. They'll be standing in line to buy them. Great, great, great marketing plan. I wish I would have come up with the idea. I wish I would have really, to be perfectly honest, I wish I would have come up with the idea to sell brown water and charge $12 a cup. I think that's where I missed my boat because here I am trying to give you the best fishing information in the world for $9.99 a month. And they're selling brown water like on every corner in America, there, there's four brown water shops on almost every corner in America. That's amazing to me that you'll stand in line to buy a cup of brown water, but you'll, you have to think about, I don't know, is it really worth it for $9 to get 
phenomenal fishing information. Oh, wait a minute. I got to step forward on my line to get my brown water. It just amazes me. It's, it's so funny to me when I drive by and I see you in your cars setting a line to get a cup of brown water and you're going to pay 10 or $12 for it. And then you're going to pour a whole bunch of sugar and candy and stuff in there and cream it. Oh, this is the best brown water on the planet. Well, you just put a bunch of candy in it. What are you talking about? My goodness. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. It just blows my mind that I didn't come up with that idea. So another thing, gang, is from now on, whenever you tie anything out, now you have a bronze or a black hook, and then you have a piece of fluorocarbon, and then you have your braided line. From, it, from today forward, anything else you put on that line is going to drastically affect what you catch. Drastically. Yes. You put swivels on there. Or the one that gets me is the red bead. <laughs> Another thing, they'll stand in line at the tackle store to buy those damn red beads. I don't know. I've been diving my whole life. I have literally been diving since I was a little kid. And I've been swimming all over the ocean. And I've been seeing every kind of fish, lobster, crab, abalone, mussels. And I have never, ever, 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 ever seen one with a red bead on it. I haven't. I'm sure they're somewhere. But I haven't seen them. I'm not putting one on the end of my line. Ever. I don't care if your sister's brother's cousin tells you that they work every time they go. I'm not tying a red bead onto my line. I'm just, I can't do it. It just doesn't make any sense. It's almost comical to me. It's like selling brown water on every corner. It's pretty laughable. It is pretty funny. That red bead, I don't know when that, how they did that. I don't know who came up with that, but man, I see the bass guys using them on the lakes and streams. I see so many people using them on the ocean. And then I see these brass swivels. I see a lot of brass swivels on guys that are trying to fish with lures because they don't like, they don't know how to tie a knot. So they get their friend to tie the brass swivel on and then they just snap the lure on and off of that. Can you imagine how many fish you could have caught if you didn't have that big chunk of brass hanging on the front of that lure? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Plus it changes the way that that swims. It changes everything. Everything about it, everything about it, it changes everything about it. Mike Lewis, if they're biting sardines, I don't think I need a red bead in front of the sardine to represent a, an egg. Or if they're biting live squid, I don't need a red, I don't need a red bead in front of it. Gang, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And just, oh boy. This ought to do it. This ought to set your head. This ought to blow up some heads right now. <laughs> Fish scent. I wish I would have come up with that idea. <laughs> oh my God, that's the funny, especially if you're lure fishing. I think that's, I, I, I see them. <laughs> I see them on, on those shows with these bass fishermen that get paid to sell that Sending stuff and they're. 
The thing hits the water and you're winding it along. <laughs> I know, I know it works for you every time. I know it works for you every time. I would never, I would never spend a penny on it and I would never spray it on any of my stuff. I don't get it. It does, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. Now, if I was going to fish catfish and I wasn't going to move my bait and I was going to leave it laying on the bottom, I would drench whatever I was using in that scent. I would just put it in a sponge, put it on the bait, whatever, and have it laying on the bottom because now that's oozing all this goo out. And then, yeah, the catfish, they're coming to the scent. But if you're fishing surface and you're casting a lure and you're winding it in, you're casting and you're winding it in. Really? You think that scent's working? Okay, cool. And I bet you're standing in line to get that cup of brown water every flipping morning too. I bet you you are. I bet you you're the first. You get there early in the morning to get the cup of brown water so you don't have to wait in the line. I'm sure you are that person. There's not a doubt in my mind. Gang, from this point forward, when you're fishing, start using common sense. From today forward, let's think about every single thing we tie onto our line. Let's think about every single thing we do. If you were just trying to be a fish, or think of this, forget all that. We got 4,000 plus members paying to be on our website. We've got... 350,000 people on our social media platform. Would Dave put that on his line? Would Dave use that when he goes fishing? Think about that. Or when you're in line for the cup of brown water tomorrow morning. And you're gonna, you're gonna, because they got you. They got you. Somehow they got you. And you're just like, oh, we're going to get the cup of brown water this morning. Got to stand in line, get the cup of brown water in the white cup with the green stuff written on the front of it. I got to get that cup of brown water. <sighs> Gang, come on. Really? Think about it from today forward. Whatever you tie on your line, please stop for a moment and think about it. Is this a natural occurrence in the water? Are there actually fish out there smelling like cinnamon? Our garlic. I've been diving my whole life. Again, I'll talk about this. And I've been swimming all over the ocean in some of the most beautiful places, some super cold places. I have never smelt garlic underwater, ever. And I free dove and I scuba dove and I scuba dive and I free dive and I've never, and I snorkel and I have never smelt garlic, ever. In a lake or on a stream or in a, in the ocean. I've never smelled garlic or cinnamon. I haven't. But they have that scent. And they'll sell it to you all day, every day. But remember, those of you that have it in your tackle box, I guarantee you, you stand in line to get the cup of brown water every morning for $12. Yep. All I'm trying to do is help you, gang. You do whatever you do. You do it and you do it to the best of your ability. And if you believe in your heart that you have to have garlic scent sprayed on your bait before you put it into the ocean where there is no garlic there's none there's no garlic in the ocean anywhere but if that's what you think you have to have then the other thing i'll tell you is you have to be confident when you put your line in the water you always have to be confident 
So if you believe in your heart that you have to have that red bead tied on that brass swivel on that, on that chrome hook, then you have to do it. You have to, because you'll never feel confident because that's how you're, that's what your sister's aunt's cousin's baker told you to use. And you used it once and you caught a fish on accident. Now you believe that's the only way you can catch a fish. You will never feel confident again following anything I say because you're already bought into the red bead thing or you already bought into the brown cup of water thing or you already bought into the scent thing. I'm just telling you, you, you don't need it. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Save your money and save it up for a pair of gyro stabilizing binoculars. Quit buying the brown water for 12 bucks a cup and you'll be shocked at You'll be shocked if you looked at how much you spent on that brown water at the end of the year. You could have bought a pair of gyro-stabilizing binoculars from Jimmy King's Mill and you would have never, ever had to fish for boats again. Everything I try to tell you on a daily basis matters. Gang, sprinkle some stars out on my web, out on Facebook. Sprinkle some stars. Could jump over there on YouTube and, and uh, like our channel channel and subscribe to our channel like my videos like every one of them every time you watch them please i didn't know it matters so much but it matters and the stars the stars are huge they matter a ton they they really do if you can sprinkle some stars i appreciate it so much every time and then don't forget this contest gang this is the easiest contest you can ever be entered in you have to spend zero money you grab that qr code right now with your phone bam you go on to the Promarahi USA website. When you're over there, just by entering, Elliot will know you were there. We are going to pick a name out of the hat on June 1st and give away a bag of swag from Promar. This is easy. You don't have to spend any money. No purchase necessary. I know when you get there and you look around and you're like, God, they got all this cool stuff and Dave's going to let me save 10% because I entered through the QR code. Jump in there, gang. Do it. Grab the QR code right now. We got another, what, a week and a half? And then it's uh, time to pick the name out of the hat. And hey, those of you that sent me all those messages about Memorial Day yesterday, thank you. Kelly Girl told me it was Memorial Day. And who am I to argue with Kelly Girl? I'm not going to argue with Kelly Girl. She said it was Memorial Day yesterday. That's why I thought it was Memorial Day. We live in Mexico. They don't celebrate Memorial Day. So Kelly Girl tells me it's Memorial Day. I believed her. But thank you all for letting me know it's next weekend. All right. So from this point forward, we all understand that everything matters. When you go out fishing, you better have a plan and you better have a bunch of places to go look. You better have a plan and you better have a bunch of places to go look. Remember from today forward, whatever you tie on your line, it matters more than you could ever possibly imagine. Look at the pros. Look at the captains of the sport boats. Watch what they're doing. If you're going on a sport boat, watch what they're doing. Try to Im imitate what they're doing because it will change. I guarantee you they don't have a red bead. And I guarantee you they're not spraying their bait or their lure or anything with some spray. I guarantee you they're not. If you find one that is, please film it, take a picture, send it to me. I'll give you a lifetime membership for free. If you find a sport boat captain that is spraying some scent on his line or on his lure before he throws it out there when he's fishing in the ocean, 
take a picture and send it to me. I will give you a lifetime membership, I promise. All right, gang, that's the end of our show. I hope you all had fun. hope I made a few of you laugh. Hope, and I hope I made a lot of you think because it's important. This fishing is not that hard. You try, you guys try to make it way harder than it is. It's not that hard. If I could go catch fish all the time, like I do, how hard could it possibly be? All right, gang, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your views. Thank you for everything you do for me and my family. Mike Lewis, thank you so much for always making sure that I understand how important it is to let everybody know because a lot of the people... They don't know. And then when I tell them, they're so happy that you let me know that it, they want to give me stars. And then you allow me to let them know. So Mike Lewis, I thank you very, very much all the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, thank you for everything you do for me and my family. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll have another great show for you. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.